0: afternoon everyone. I know we're still finding our seats and getting settled. It's a little bit of a rainy day out there so I hope everyone's staying dry. Thank you for coming to today's performance of Giselle. We're delighted to have you here on a Sunday matinee. Today is Sunday, February 8th, 2015. My name is Jasmine Yep and I'm your host today for the Meet the Artist interview with Doris Andre. So welcome. Thank you. We have a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Today's Meet the Artist is part of our adult education programs, presented by San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. Um, If you look through your programs to page 10 and 11, you'll find a lot more information about the other programs that we offer, including Ballet 101 and our new series, Seeing Ballet, and our Wednesday pre-performance talks, Points of View. Um, If you visit our website, sfballet.org, you can always access our interviews. Um, You'll be able to hear an interview from last year with Doris, as well as all of our other artists who do Meet the artists and the Points of View. Again, that is sfballet.org. And to all of our listeners online who are listening on our podcast, welcome. Um, well, I think we're almost ready to get started. Uh, I'm so excited to have Doris with me today. She is a soloist in the San Francisco Ballet. She was born in Spain. We have a wonderful roster of dancers from all over the world and a number from Spain, which we'll talk about a little bit later. She joined the company as a member of the Corps in 2004 and was promoted to soloist in 2012. And on Wednesday, I don't know how many of you were here on Wednesday evening, um, but she debuted as Myrta, Queen of the Willies. She also performs in the Pata Sang, which, yes, if her. you want to come back on Tuesday, she'll be performing um, as well as one of the two solo Willies. So let's kind of start at the beginning. Um, Doris, I understand you started ballet a little later than most dancers. Um, What inspired you, or who motivated you to
1: start dance? And take us back a few years. I used to swim, and I wasn't growing. I was too thin and too small. So they said, you need to quit swimming, because you're not growing enough. So I wanted to do something else that was... Well, my mom wanted me to do something else that... It's always our parents, right? So she put me into ballet, and I actually liked it, because I talk to people too. And it was, I wasn't in the water. So I could actually have like little chats with my friends. I was like, I love ballet. I get to talk. And I was like, that's not the point. But if you like it, yeah, go ahead. So that's why so I, I was 11. Most people usually start like I think a little bit sooner, like six, seven, eight. But,
0: but it worked out. Talking in ballet. That's what brought her here. We're very lucky. Talking. Um, And then if you started at 11, how old were you when you went on
1: point? I went on point, I was 13. Yeah, I was already at Lola's studio. Yeah, 13. I was taking class with six-year-olds.
0: I bet they were pretty jealous that you already got to be on point. They were just like, (laughs) what is this weird lady doing here? So you had mentioned that that's when you were already dancing with Lola. Um, Lola Davila is um, the assistant to Helgi Thomason on this projection of Giselle, and she works with a number of our productions and comes in from Spain. Um, but she also was the um, associate director, principal director... I have to check on my notes, excuse me about that, um, in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was at the helm of the school for a number of years, and, but before that had a school in Spain with her mother. And I believe that's where you took.
1: T- talk to us a little bit about, as a student, working with Lola and her mother. Um, her mom was very, I only took class with her mom for one year because Lola was here and then she went back to Spain and then she came back here. So I took class with her mom for one year. She's the one who like saw me in this competition and was like you don't know anything, but you could know. You have potential. But so that's the one who recruited me. And then Lola came a year later. Lola's mom was like very serious lady, like old school. Didn't let us talk in class. <laughs> that was I didn't love that. Um, And then Lola came and it was a little more progressive thinking, a bit more like, I wasn't afraid of her. So that was nice. It was, yeah, and that's how it started and that's how I met Diego and Ruben and Clara and I know Jaime through other things, but...
0: So these are other dancers in our company um, and again, they are just, there's a little bit of a family back here and I think... Um, when Lola comes into town, it's it's really special when she's working with her company members and it's kind of like a homecoming event here in the studios. Um, Lola was talking a little bit about developing characters. Um, part of her role as the assistant to Helgi in Giselle is to really coach our dancers, um, helping them develop not only the steps that you see on stage, but the emotions Mm -hmm. and that come through and the relationships between the dancers or the characters. Um, She was telling uh, us earlier that for Giselle, it really requires grace and modesty. And for the men, Playing Albrecht, that they basically have two different ways of playing it. They can be the nice guy who's really in love with Giselle and just so in love and taken by her beauty and, and is young and innocent. And then there's the other way to play it the, other <laughs> um, way. the mean guy who kind of is playing with Giselle and eventually becomes heartbroken. Um, but as Queen of the Willies, I'm sure there's a I little hate bit different. Him. <laughs> a little bit of a different, not such a great guy, maybe not so innocent, um, and grace and modesty still, but very different. Tell us about the coaching process and being in the rehearsals and um, kind of what that, that personality is for the Queen of the Willies.
1: I think everybody, you can, same as Albert, that you can do different ways of portraying your time. It doesn't have to be one way. I feel like you could do it as a ultimate feminist, like protecting your women, or you can do it as this very mean person who is out to get out, you know, men. You, it can be just a more, you could understand her point of view or you can, she can just be flat out mean. I like to think that she's not mean, that she actually is there for a reason.
0: Bit of a special sorority that we have these Willies, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but she's compassionate as well, just a little, just a little. There's a moment where Giselle is she pleading. Thinks about it. <laughs> Things about it.
1: Should you die?
0: Yes. Should you die in a lake or just dance to death? Twices, mm, yes. right? Yeah, it's good. Um, what are some of the challenges of this role? This was, you've done the solo Willie. You've been on stage during these scenes. What is it like to be
1: in that position now as Mirtha? It's really fun. It's really fun to be to the pantomime especially. To be, have so much power and feel like you're controlling. And I feel like the core is to me the second act is, I love the second act. It's so pretty. And the core is such a big part of it. And to feel like Mirta almost like controls them and moves these patterns and it's, it feels really good to feel like you're in control of what's happening. You're not, it's choreographed, but it feels really good. It's beautiful. and It's just, as a role, it's challenging and as in that, the first 15 minutes, you don't stop jumping. And men are more used to that, but we are not. We're used to this, lift me. Thank you. (laughs) And having to jump for 15 minutes is I really like it, it's very freeing, it feels very good, but it's definitely not what we're m- trained to do. You have to like build up stamina for it.
0: Wow, uh, I think the entire core has a different type of stamina because while you're jumping, they're not. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of different dynamics in that um, we have flying willies. We
1: have a lot of willies. Best part <laughs> in the <band. laughs>
0: Um so fun.
1: Did you ever get to be a flying willie? Tell did. us a little bit about being a flying willie. Best thing ever. It's so fun. They put this um, harness on you and they fly you from one side to the other side and they catch you as if you were a fly on the other side. It's, the, it's so fun. You see Mirta trying to c- concentrate like... And you're like, ah <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's
0: so good. So keep an eye up there as well. Um on the wheelies. Yeah. Is it scary? No. I don't know.
1: Oh,
0: great. And we have two two dancers in each performance. Is it the same two or like I think the roles are double? It used cast? to
1: rotate. I'm not sure now, but it used to rotate. It used to be like there were like three casts of flying wheelies. Um, I'm
0: I'm sure most of you are very familiar with the differences between the peasants in Act 1 and then our willies in Act 2. Um, It's a bedtime story, I guess. It's a legend from Germany. And um, the willies are brides-to-be who are betrayed by their um, husbands-to-be before they get married. And they're basically left to dance for eternity at night. Um, So at night, they come up and they fly or they dance and they do 10 minutes of jumping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For those of you who are just joining us today, we are speaking with Zoris Andre, who made her debut as Myrtha on Wednesday in Giselle. Um, I understand that you have a special skirt that is connected to Giselle um, that is not related to any performance costume that you have to wear. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Uh, It was... Three, three years ago, three years ago, and I didn't know what to wear for a gala, and I was talking to Nancy, she used to be in the wardrobe department, I was like, I, this is the idea I have, I wanna wear something that's flowy, that's kinda like the Giselle skirt, and then I made this top, and she was like, well, we have a bunch of old Giselle skirts in the warehouse they are gonna get thrown away because they have so many holes in them. If you have the patience to sew them, They're yours. So I like sew all of the little holes, and then she put it together, and I have this, I really like it, this beautiful dress that I wear, and it's made with Giselle's, all, like really old giselle skirts.
0: And did you wear it to gala? I did. Nothing like bringing something from the stage, right, to gala. Fantastic. Um, our dancers have a very challenging first, um, first two programs with Program 1 and Program 2. Um, I don't think very many companies around the world would actually do in rep a full. one of the most popular and challenging romantic ballets combined with Serenade, Lombarena, and Raku. Um, you are actually in both Serenade and Lombarena, so on every other day, switching a little bit between a Willy or a Patizank and then going into La Marina, which is a little different, and then Sarah not. So what is, um, tell us a little bit about the challenges as far as technically they're very different, emotionally they're very different, yeah. and physically. It's,
1: it's interesting, if, I, if you dance, like in, especially now we're rehearsing for program three, which is a little more contemporary, you get to the night and you're dancing Giselle and you have to like concentrate into like not do weird things. It's very specific and you have to have the, the style. So it, it, it takes a little, for me personally, I have to think about it because otherwise I'll just dance everything in this. Kind of not very specific way of dancing, just a little too free. So I, every time I do classical ballet, I have to remember that it needs to be a certain way. It can just be what you
0: want. What do you do in between the first piece when you're in Serenade and then while they're performing Raku? How do you prepare then for Lambarena, which uses very different muscles, your shoulders, your hips, um, ribcage, I everything. usually just mm-hmm.
1: stretch and I would just go over the choreography. Because lambreina—it's. It might not look like it, but it has. There's a lot of steps in it, and I don't know if it looks like it, but it's actually complicated.
0: <laughs> it's uh, Lombarena is celebrating its 20th anniversary, mm-hmm. and Val Canoparoli has created a masterpiece that is done all over the world by companies. So fun! Yeah. It's the funnest vanity band- to do ever. It's just. It's great. We had a community matinee on. Thir- uh, Thursday, I don't know if you were able to see it, um, we had a house full of elementary students and they were clapping <laughs> for about five minutes through one entire piece and then they were jumping up and down. So I think they can really relate, um, especially during the solo that was created for Evelyn Cisneros, um, that you just, you're just
1: constantly moving and uh, the music makes you want to dance. Yeah, the music's contagious. Just, it's impossible not to smile. It's like you can't, it's torture put that music on, try not to laugh. It's impossible.
0: Um, For you then, what do you like um, to do when you're not here in the Opera House performing across the street, rehearsing? Um, What do you do during your downtime? I know you don't have a lot,
1: but maybe in July. (laughs) I like to, I don't know, many things, but I mean, I like to sew. I'm starting to learn how to sew. So I'm spending time doing that. Um, that's it. That's it. so far. That's it. Maybe
0: create a line of Giselle skirts that we can all Maybe. wear. to gala. Maybe that'll be nice. That'd be cute. <laughs> Giselle skirts, cute top jacket. Ladies, if you if you don't know what you want to wear Anybody? before gala in January, <laughs> talk to Doris. Um, I know that we have about a little time for questions from the audience. So while you kind of compose your questions, I have a few quick, quick fires. Um, If you were to choose between the gym and the Pilates or yoga or none of the above?
1: Uh, I would choose swimming. Swimming. You you know you can't talk when you're swimming. I know, (laughs) but it's kind of, it's like meditation and it doesn't have impact on your body. Mm -hmm. So I think that's if I had to choose one, it would be then.
0: What um, is the last television show or series that you got to watch?
1: I just finished watching The Wire, actually. <laughs> and That was super fun. <laughs> um, we
0: have a, a lot of great places here in Hayes Valley, and it's kind of the second neighborhood for our dancers. What's your favorite place to uh, grab five minutes, run over, and get something to eat, something
1: to drink? I love the guys at the juice shop. They're funny, and I love their juices. That's I really like it. I I like our It's just so close, and we've been going there for so long. I still go there. Everywhere, really.
0: And if you could have lunch or dinner with someone who is no longer living,
1: Mm. um, who would that be? That's really hard. (laughs) Lennon? John Lennon?
0: John Lennon, there you go. We've got some fans. Um Let's take a few questions from the audience. Do we have any? Yes, here in front. I just wanted to make a comment. Not only are you a wonderful dancer, but you are a incredible
1: actress. Thank you. I hmm So I just wanted to make a comment. Thank you so much. I love acting. Like, it's, I, I love it. I love talking. I love, it, like, as you can say. <laughs> I love like telling stories and I love making people laugh and dance. We don't really get to do that very often. Dancing is it gets, usually abstract, and when you I get to act, it's one of my favorite things. Definitely, I enjoy it a lot. So she was
0: saying how wonderful of an actress Doris is, and she really is. And she mentioned Cinderella um, as one of the stepsisters. How much fun was that to work with so Christopher Wilde in developing so that? Fun.
1: I added like a little moment on the sofa when we were in New York on tour and he came over. He was like, should I add you to the, as a choreographer? Uh, I was like, I was so scared. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'll take it out. I'm so sorry. He's like, it's good. It's funny. So you can keep it. I was Phew. Like, <laughs> uh,
0: yes, here in front.
1: Was gone. So
0: the question was um, talking about the concert um, if she had an opportunity to work with Robbins or not. Um, um,
1: So, who trains you uh, to do uh,
0: the choreography for the concert? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Robbins Right. Or down or at. Or- so so he's asking about the process of learning choreography for um a work where the choreographer is no longer um, living or able to come to San Francisco Ballet to work with our dancers, specifically Jerome Robbins for the concert, but also any piece um, as far as if we work with our ballet masters here, or if someone comes in um, and works with our
1: company. For, we're about to do program four is Dances at the gathering, and that's Jerome Robbins' choreography. And JP, um, this m- this person from New York who is in charge of the foundation comes in and teaches the balance, and it's very specific and they actually, I think they have the right to cast it and say who, what company gets to perform what and if you're not capable, you won't be doing it. They have full control of it, as, as they should, I think
0: our company is very lucky in that um, we are able to bring so many guest choreographers um, in so like with Hummingbird Liam Scarlett actually came in and worked with our company Cinderella, Christopher Wilden did. but we also have a number of people who come in um, La Bayadere, Ramonda uh, Sarah Nod, Elise Bourne came in and worked with our dancers over the summer and then recently um, as well as William Forsyth um, and, and so we have a number of ballet masters and other dancers and choreographers who come in and support our works. We also use video. Lots of video in the studios, um, some notation, whether it's scribbles on a sheet from a ballet master or Laban notation. Well, he usually
1: wants the video on your own just to have like an idea mm-hmm. and then the ballet master comes in and teaches you the steps but I, it's helpful to for me personally to see it before mm-hmm. once you have a, an idea of what it looks like and then start teaching you the steps more specifically, you can puzzle it better otherwise it's like. You just don't know. It's just good to know what's going to ha- happen and then when they teach it to you, you can actually retain it better, I think. Technology, it helps us all.
0: Yes, here in the green. So there's two questions. Um, one, a little bit about uh, the different nationalities um, and how far our dancers come from to dance here in San Francisco. Um, but you can really dig into those uh, in your program books as well as in our lookbook. And then the second part of the question was, what is it like um, being here in San Francisco versus being in Spain? Did I get that all right, both of those? Okay.
1: I, um, the company is really international and I think it's, it's a great thing because I think diversity is the best thing. There is you can learn from everybody and literally everybody from principles to the core for peop- from everywhere in the world and I think that trying to be all the same is not a good thing having a lot of very different people and picking and choosing what you like about them and trying to make it your own it's the best way to get better and just progress and it's just I just think it's a broader view of what dance is, instead of very specific and narrow-minded, personally, view. And these companies, they're like only one nationality. I feel like, we all being international, we, and you learn, also learn how to deal with other nationalities, like, you know, Spaniards were a little pride of, you know, we share too much and a little rude. And people have to deal with that. And we learn how to just maybe tone it down a little bit. It's, you know, it's just, it's, and I think it's very helpful for life, not just for dance. I think that being a company full of very different people teaches you how to be different and at the same time be okay with that.
0: We're, we're very fortunate to have so many wonderful dancers representing so many countries from around the world. If you're ever in the studio, you'll hear many, many languages.
1: You usually hear Spanish, though. <laughs> it's just ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not just French and English. This is, we've got everything. Oh, we had a question over here on the side. Yes, Yes, sir. Um, how did you- oh. So we're going to go Sorry, first here, and then we'll go into the back. Yes. Yes, sir. The question is, how did she first learn about San Francisco Ballet and what attracted you, thank goodness, to come to San Francisco Ballet? I,
1: um, Lola had been here uh, in the school, was the director of the school before she went back to her mom's school and that's how I knew about it and some other dancers from my school were here already and that's how And it's also, it's a very well-known company and I saw them on tour, they were in Santander in Spain. And I really, I remember, I loved them. I remember Christine Long, she used to dance for the company and I remember she did a solo in Swan Lake and I was like, I had never seen anybody do Burress that fast and that big in my life. I was like, she's crazy. It was just so new and different. So that's how I, came here and I'm very happy.
0: Great. Um, uh, sorry, sir, with the glasses, yes. Um, it was a little bit hard to hear. I believe the question was, is San Francisco Ballet the first
1: professional company that you danced with? I danced in Italy for a little bit, at Mayo Fiorentino, um, and then I for like, I think nine, nine or 10 months and it's a company in Florence. It's very different. Italians are, they take their sweet time. It was, it's not like here, Here is like you wait, you know, you, everybody's in a rush, everybody's trying very hard, everybody, it's the American way, you work very hard and that's it. And Italy's like, it's okay, we'll do it tomorrow. Like, <laughs> That doesn't work for our schedule here with eight 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 programs in in five months. I mean, the the companies in Europe are state-funded, so they have all this time in their hands. They have like 13 months a year, you know, so they have all the time. Here it's like time is money. We have to work. We're working
0: hard. Um, I I just wanted to clarify with uh, Lola Davila, who was your teacher. She was... The associate director here at San Francisco Ballet School from 1992 to 1999 and then again from 2006 till recently in 2012 Um, but we've been very fortunate to see a lot of her recently because we did Giselle last year Mm -hmm. and this year so Lola is kind of our our direct line to a lot of our wonderful dancers who are enticed to come from Spain here to San Francisco I think we have time for one more question yes ma'am wearing a scarf yes can you speak a little louder sorry What is your favorite part or role, um, in Giselle specifically, or in any
1: ballet? In any ballet. It depends. It changes. Every time you do a role and you like it, you're like, this is my favorite role. And then you do another one, you're like, this is my favorite role. (laughs) So it, it really, I could not choose one. And I think that that's great. And I hope I have not reached my best role yet. I hope that it keeps coming. Like, I think that, I mean, their roles are usually acting roles are the ones that I like the most, like Rite of Spring, Cinderella, actually, the Step is not the biggest role, but I, I had so much fun doing that. Anything that is acting, I will very likely like a lot.
0: I think as audience members, we can agree. I remember seeing you in... At Leslie, and I thought, oh, that's the best role for her. And then Ride of Spring, oh, maybe not, maybe that's the best role for her. So yeah, very diverse, very different, um, and we love seeing you take on new challenges. Um, One more question. Yes, sir, in the back. Do you ever get a chance to sing? Sing on stage, sing in the shower, just singing. We did a website story
1: and that was hilarious. (laughs) I was so bad, so bad. But actually, um, recently I've been thinking, I was like, I think I would like to learn how to sing. So I've thought about it. I'm thinking that maybe I'll just for fun try, because I think it might actually feel very good. I'm not trying to pursue a career at all. It's just my personal pleasure. I think that actually might be very fun to express yourself in that way. I think it can be helpful even. So that's why I wanna do it. I am not releasing an album anytime soon. We'll wait for your album
0: to come out. (laughs) Well, I think I'm hearing some action on stage, which means that we are almost out of time. Um, Doris Andre will actually be up in the shop, which is up here by the box level, um, signing our brand new lookbook. If you haven't seen it, I recommend taking a peek inside. They have these beautiful, beautiful photos of all of our dancers. And actually, you got to choose your own wardrobe for this, essentially. So um, did the Giselle skirt make an appearance in this photo shoot? It did. So um, if you'd like to uh, see her designs um, or just come on upstairs and take a peek at the lookbook, um, Doris will be up there for a few minutes signing after the meet the interview. On behalf of all of us here behind the scenes, um, our dancers on stage who are getting ready for today's performance, thank you so much for coming to see Giselle. Thank you. And thank you so much, Doris, for joining us and sharing a little bit about yourself. Thank you for coming and enjoy the performance.